What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to chapter 130 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the psychedelic 5D QAnon episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. In this episode, we'll be exploring a new type of QAnon follower. Artists and designers, spiritual seekers, and psychedelic explorers. They were inspired by a generation of gurus and thinkers ranging back to the 60s, many of whom would be horrified by QAnon. Nonetheless, a subsection of this new generation integrated far-right political conspiracy theories into their creative output and spun an intergalactic, psychedelic tale of ascended masters and military tribunals, all through the language of memes and YouTube videos. These psychonaut QAnon supporters included Jacob Chansley, aka the Q Shaman, who was pushed into the spotlight after the storming of the Capitol due to his esoteric costume and tattoos. But more crucially, they included the artists who ended up creating and disseminating maps of QAnon that were as brain-scrambling as they were visually impressive, and ended up fueling right-wing conspiracy theories on social media. But before all that, QAnon news. Uh, some more information is coming out about the QAnon followers who were criminally charged for participating in the Capitol riot on January 6th. So let's start with the Q Shaman, a.k.a. Jacob Chansley, since we're talking about 5D QAnon today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's been returning to the 3D realm. He sure has, yeah. Which is good, I think. But I mean, no, it's not good for him. It feels bad, but in the long run, I think it's better for Jacob that he returned to 3D for for a little while, at least. A lawyer for the Q Shaman appeared on the legal podcast Objections with Adam Klasfeld. There, the lawyer claimed that the Q Shaman was renouncing QAnon. He also rejected claims by the government that the Q Shaman is a leader within the QAnon community, which I would agree with. 100%. He's yeah. not, he's this not man is not a leader. No. He no, never no. He even was, managed to get a following. following. No, no. He, was, he, was, he was a colorful character. He was a novelty. He yeah. was someone that people took photos with at these events. Like, And as soon as, as he went on his extended rants, people would nod politely, be like, okay, and move on. Right. He was someone who took the mic out of the organizer's hands to make his weird speeches. Yeah, he didn't organize anything. He didn't have a group of people who were hogging no. every word he said. Said. No, he was no. he was a lovable mascot. Your client was also known as QAnon Shaman. So if he were here today, would he be able to go up in front of people and say QAnon was a lie? There is no elite cabal of democratic Satanists that is, that is persecuting Donald Trump and eating babies. You know, it, it, would he be able? right now to renounce those beliefs that he was known and that prosecutors allege he was a leader of. Yeah, I I haven't seen any prosecutorial allegations that my client was a leader of that. It was in the government memo. Just wanted to do do me a huge favor and scan that and send it to me. I'll be the first one to shove it right up my rectum. (laughs) And I'll do it on public TV. I've got no, no qualms about that. I'll own it. Can my client sit sit here and renounce what you're saying he should renounce? Yeah, very easily. First of all, is it true that that, it says that in the memo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the lawyer of Jacob Chansley is saying, if the memo says what it does say, I will take it and shove it up my ass on film. Like, what does that... What does that accomplish? It doesn't. It doesn't. It seems like seems like the lawyer ought to be a little bit more familiar with the government documents regarding his client. It's not just that. He's screwing up the 
you can shove it up your ass, which is like it means nothing. Like you can shove it up your ass. But he's shoving up his own he's ass. He's like, I'll shove it up my own ass. <laughs> it's like, bro, no one wants you to roll up the accusations against the Q shaman and fuck yourself <laughs> on on video. Like, he's like no I've been one, looking for how, an excuse. How did I, you get here? Why are you on podcasts if you can't if you can't stop yourself from saying shit like this? The Q shaman then released a statement apologizing for participating in the Capitol riot. My time in jail has permitted me to start to reanalyze my life. I am deeply committed to ahimsa, a basic principle of nonviolence which applies all living creatures, large and small. There was a lot that happened over time, which led up to January 6th, 2021. I am working on coming to grips with that. I am deeply disappointed in former President Trump. He was not honorable. He let a lot of peaceful people down. I have to leave judging him up to other people. It is my aim to focus on what is important at this time. What is important is for me to apologize. I deeply regret and am very sorry I entered the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. I should not have been there, period. I'm sorry for having aroused fear in the hearts of others. That was wrong, period. Please be patient with me and other peaceful people who, like me, are having a very difficult time piecing together all that happened to us, around us, and by us. We are good people who care deeply about our country. I was wrong, period. I deeply regret and am very sorry I entered into the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. I should not have been there, period. Another QAnon follower who participated in the Capitol riot is Memphis man Matthew Bledsoe. He will remain attached to a GPS ankle monitor after a federal judge denied his request to have its release conditions modified. The judge in the case said that uh, she weighed the severity of threatening text messages they sent to his wife against the defense's request to have the conditions of his bail modified. Uh, one text sent by uh, Blesdo stated, they are all going to be executed. This was referring to elected officials. Now, interestingly, uh, Blesdo's attorney, Jerry Smith, uh, attempted to dispute the seriousness of the text and stated that they were not meant to be intended to be actions on Bledsoe's part, but instead should be considered as expressions of his belief in the QAnon conspiracy theory that they, that officials will be executed. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's, that's true. Probable. Yeah. Yes. That he's probably right. He no. was probably like, uh, he's probably like, wait, so like his wife was like, well, so what's going to happen to all the politicians? Like when the storm comes, he's like, well, they're all going to be executed. executed. Yeah, That's something that happens this... if you're trying to convince someone of Q all the time, unfortunately. This is probably true, but uh, the judge in the case wasn't impressed. Um, <laughs> of course not. She said this. And so Mr. Bledsoe is a believer in that? That's supposed to give me comfort? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is interesting because basically, I mean, essentially, uh, the, the defense attorney was arguing that his belief in QAnon was like a religious conviction. Oh, it was like believing in the rapture. Like if, if someone said that, well, all the Christians were going to go to heaven, that's what's going to happen. It's, a, it's an expression of faith. For my next story, conservative-friendly social media app Clapper bans all QAnon content. Now, this is very interesting. So Clapper uh, launched last July as a as a free speech short video app as a sort of competition to TikTok for, for people who are irritated about TikTok's moderation policies. Uh, Clapper just sounds like a dating app for people who want to catch venereal diseases. <laughs> However, last week, Clapper CEO Edison Chen told The Verge that the company will permanently ban all QAnon-related content going forward. Yeah. Um, so you can actually get decent visibility and press as a small 
a tech company now if you just ban QAnon publicly. That's right. <laughs> it's worth it PR-wise. Well, I think it's just an interesting case because it seems like like every social media platform, even those who that are geared to be alternatives to the mainstream ones, I think they always come across a choice. Do they want to do a little bit of moderation, the tiniest amount to keep extremism off of their platform, or do they just want to become 8chan? Yeah. And um, and like the lot, you have to be a real sociopath to just say, yeah, let's just let let's just let everything descend into eight chance style ugliness. For my next story, QAnon promoters connect to their audiences through Twitch. So uh, we often get asked, like, where where are QAnon followers going now that the social media has effectively banned them on all mainstream platforms? We've already talked about how QAnon has found a new home on Telegram and Gab, but they've also been increasingly broadcasting on the live streaming platform Twitch. As Will Sommer recently reported, a QAnon promoter who goes by the handle RedPill78 streams several times a week on Twitch and that has more than 12,000 followers. For my next story, Daily Mail publishes scandalous report about Marjorie Taylor Greene's ex-lover. Now, QAnon Anonymous, we're a respectable news outlet. We focus on the issues at hand. Yeah, that's so we'll, we're we'll treat the alone. lives of the politicians we're leave like them they're alone. just a, it's just cheap drama. Right. No, our, our objections. That's what I would want. That's what I want. That's, yeah, our objections to Marjorie Taylor Greene are substantive. She's a conspiracist. She's a fascist. She has a great deal of power, and right. she re- deserves scrutiny for that reason. But the Daily Mail, gosh, uh, they published a report about Marjorie Taylor Greene's alleged affairs. Uh, and since it's already out there, might as well talk about it. So oh one of the men Greene allegedly had an affair with goes by the name Craig Ivy, which uh, uh, Greene met while doing CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, honestly, he, he does. Yeah, yeah, we watched his um his medieval like uh, face off, uh, his medieval sort of like MMA fight uh, on uh he got on Twitch. He did, but well, he man, did. you've got to have you got to have got some the cojones ring. to yeah. get in the ring. Yeah. yeah, to travel to Russia and fight a Russian with a sword. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess you are kind of uh, a better American than most already. Yeah, mad res- yeah, mad respect. If you want to put your yeah. shield up for these guys, <laughs> I mean, like he's also like polyamorous and like uh, poses uh, nude under. Uh, uh, Waterfalls, waterfalls yeah. and might be a pog. <laughs> does does uh, Zangief cosplay? Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's yeah. perfect for it. He is very Zangiefy. Yeah, it definitely Zang, exactly Zangief like. Yeah, he, uh, he also. I mean, he also apparently he, he was photographed wearing a Black Lives Matter hat, like a Bill Nye short so he seems like kind of a lib you know so he seems interesting romantic choice for marjorie taylor green so he released a statement um and and this is what he had to say about his time knowing green as for my time knowing marjorie taylor green we were fellow coaches and athletes together she was a kind spirit that wanted to help people through building community and reaching health goals there was never discussion of politics it does sadden me to see the type of person she has chosen to become I feel like I knew her at her best, and unfortunately, she has drifted far from that life. I still wish her the best. It's cool that he calls his abs community. <laughs> That's a very nice statement. You know, it, it doesn't attack Duma. He's disappointed in what she became, but he doesn't he doesn't build thing. her up like a you know like a super villain when they were together. You know, the the only thing this proves is that there was a point in Marjorie's life around the time she discovered QAnon where her brain changed profoundly and her goals shifted accordingly. The QMAP and the advent of 5D reality. On March 25th, 1994, a small audience gathered at Kane Hall on the campus of the University of Washington in Seattle. They were there to hear a man called Terence McKenna speak. During his speech, McKenna touched on esoteric, spiritual, and existential topics. They would go on to inspire a generation of spiritual seekers and psychedelic drug users. 
But what nobody could have predicted was that 24 years later, his words would also inspire young artists to create and spread QAnon propaganda. What's really important is, I call it the felt presence of direct experience which is a fancy term which just simply means we have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Don't watch TV. Don't read magazines. Don't even listen to NPR. Create your own roadshow. The nexus of space and time where you are now is the most immediate sector of your universe. And if you're worrying about Michael Jackson or Bill Clinton or somebody else, then you are disempowered. You're giving it all away to icons. Icons which are maintained by an electronic media so that you want to dress like X or have lips like Y or something. This is shit-brained, this kind of thinking. That is all cultural diversion. And what is real is you and your friends and your associations, your highs, your orgasms, your hopes, your plans, your fears. And we're told, no, we're unimportant, we're peripheral, get a degree, get a job, get a this, get a that, and then you're a player. You don't even want to play in that game. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash that's being manufactured out of the bones of a dying world. Terence McKenna was considered one of the successors of the psychedelic movement of the 60s and 70s in the United States. Inspired by figures like Timothy Leary, Ken Kesey, and Alan Watts, McKenna came to believe that the most important human journey, the one with the most potential to transform what he saw as a repressive and repressed society, was the journey inwards. In the 1980s, as screen-based media began to dominate everyday life, McKenna set out on a series of speaking tours, promoting a mix of self-expression, psychedelic drug use, and inner exploration. He believed that the practices and concepts he was promoting could help people pierce through the static of media and consumerism, and come up with their own new ideas, which would in turn transform the world. He encouraged his audience in Seattle to think of themselves as heroes on a journey. You are an explorer, and you represent our species, and the greatest good you can do is to bring back a new idea because our world is endangered by the absence of good ideas. Our world is in crisis because of the absence of consciousness. And so to whatever degree any one of us can bring back a small piece of the picture and contribute it to the building of the new paradigm, then we participate in the redemption of the human spirit. And that, after all, is what it's really all about. McKenna encouraged a total rejection of mainstream media. He believed that the very fabric of reality was false, a matrix keeping our minds enslaved to cruel ideology lacking any trace of spirituality. But he also believed that there was a way to make contact with this lost wisdom through the use of psychedelic drugs. McKenna became fascinated with shamanism, the spiritual practice of entering altered states of consciousness, like trances, to interact with a second, hidden layer of reality, the spirit world. McKenna's curiosity was deepened by his studies in Tibetan folk religion at the Tusman Experimental College, which only existed from 1965 to 1969 at the University of California in Berkeley. 
After his studies and the death of his mother in 1970, McKenna made a series of trips to the Amazon rainforest with his brothers, during which they experimented with various rituals and psychedelic drugs in an attempt to contact what they believed was the collective memory of the human species, accessible through the, quote, hyperdimensional union of spirit and matter. During these experiences, McKenna claimed to hear a voice he dubbed Logos. McKenna believed it was divine and was perhaps even a universal element of all intense spiritual experiences. He would dedicate his life to it. In 1984, while McKenna was on his speaking tours, a man named Champ Perinha was born in New York City. His family of Thai origins would move to Los Angeles where Champ eventually enrolled as an engineer at the University of California in Irvine. He very quickly realized that the mathematics of engineering were not his forte. He was going to fail out of school. So Champ changed course and became a fine art major. He found himself invigorated by his change of studies and was suddenly surrounded by art students experimenting with drugs and creativity. After graduating in 2007, Perinha entered the workforce as a freelance graphic designer under the name Gold Yacht Designs. He would explain that this activity granted him a lot of leisure time. I was working as a freelance graphic designer, staying at home every day. I had hours and hours to do anything I wanted to. Champ's generation was being asked to construct their identities from bits of information available to everyone in the new flat information world. They would take their pick from cultural artifacts and fragments of mass media, building their identity as they went along. Soon Perinha found himself designing for nightclubs in Los Angeles. Despite his freelance status, he lived a materially comfortable lifestyle. Money was stable and jobs were coming in after graduation, so I just continued being a graphic designer designing for the top nightclubs and hotels in Hollywood, LA, Las Vegas. It was good times. It was the time when I was still partying. I was still going out on the weekends with friends and enjoying the good life. The same club culture Champ found himself working within had been heavily influenced by Terence McKenna. McKenna was thought of by many in the 90s as the intellectual arm of the rave scene, especially on the West Coast, a spiritual component to what outsiders simply considered repetitive music for marginals. He gave speeches at music festivals and collaborated with producers in the psychedelic trance scene. His words were sampled and bootlegged into infinity, broken into fragments and infused into electronic music across subgenres. In this way, his ideas spread among this new breed of psychonaut, many of which related deeply to his explorations and philosophies. Everything that Terence McKenna taught, I used his methods and his techniques, and I had the best journeys of my life. I never had bad trips like most people, and I was very, very fortunate that um, psychedelics played a very healthy and successful role in my life. So the mushrooms would always taunt me, and they would always say, what are you doing? You're a designer, and you haven't even done anything to change the world. Do something, show the world who you really are. So the mushroom would say funny things like this to me, you know, and it's always been something like, what am I waiting for? Now's the time. Champ experimented mainly with psilocybin mushrooms and DMT, which was a substance contained in the ayahuasca brews of many native Amazonian tribes. It had been synthesized and imported to the United States to satisfy a generation of young explorers, many of them connected to the rave and club scenes. Raves and similar parties were open markets for designer drugs, and the west coast of the United States particularly craved what they saw as ancestral substances connected to spiritual experiences they felt were unavailable in Western society. Unlike cocaine or alcohol, psychedelics were not seen as pleasure-seeking drugs. They were challenging, mind-expanding, and potentially spiritually enlightening. Champ soon came to believe that he had discovered a secret aspect of reality. People in the YouTube videos he watched had dubbed it 5D, or five-dimensional reality. 
it superseded Champ's previous belief system. Darkness is only the absence of light, and light is all that there is. You will know this if you take DMT. You will know this if you've had a past life regression. You will know this if you've had a near-death experience. You will encounter this highest vibration of pure white light, so blisteringly, terrifyingly bright. It will haunt you for the rest of your life. This light is your true nature. 5D reality encompassed all things. Champ had made contact with this secret knowledge by exploring his mind through psychedelic drugs and his interpretation of Dzogchen, a school of Indo-Tibetan Buddhism that had produced the Book of the Dead in the 1300s. The book had then been translated for Western audiences in the early 20th century, and despite errors in both translation and interpretation, it was a foundational text for early psychedelic thinkers like Timothy Leary, who published The Psychedelic Experience, a manual based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead in 1964. It continues to inspire people seeking release from Western culture through their exploration of an idealized past in the distant and exotic lands of Asia or the Amazon. The book included instructions on how to survive ego death or depersonalization, the total loss of self that psychedelic drug users were often encountering on their journeys. Although Champ believed he was shedding his ego, he paradoxically poured himself into social media, ditching his old gold yacht design account in favor of the moniker 5D underscore awakening underscore consciousness. Today, his account has 211,000 followers. In his attempt to design himself a new identity bereft of ego, he built a massive Instagram following. There was no contradiction present because Champ had come to believe in another power, the power of memes. It wasn't quite apparent to me when I was a liberal in art school, you know. Mm -hmm. But fast forward 10 years out of art school, here I am, I'm starting to realize that the spirit is involved with creativity. It mm -hmm. already knows what it needs to make. You're just the That's vehicle for it to express itself consciously in this three-dimensional three realm. Mm -hmm. And the information we channel is higher dimensional. It's 5D, 6D plus. And as the artist, I'm just... I'm just the, the messenger trying to visually communicate my thoughts, its thoughts, the universe's thoughts, mm -hmm. in a way that it will raise the consciousness of our planet. Mm -hmm. And it manifests in different forms. Uh, graphic design, writing, typography, these are some of my, my skills that I use with Instagram. Instagram is very heavy with writing. You have to be a good writer as well as posting good memes. Um, understanding how to properly post memes about very complex topics, mm -hmm. but do it in a way that is very entertaining. Mm -hmm. So this information warfare that we're in against the deep state mm -hmm. is, uh, is very real. And artists and designers are the front line because we are the ones designing these memes. And we're designing it in a way that will enter the public consciousness as quickly and as efficiently as possible without having to having to read books and books of knowledge they can see one meme mm. and understand an entire academia of knowledge within one second it's very powerful it's, it's very telepathic it's on the verge of telepathy because telepathy is instantaneous and the meme is very close to being an instantaneous unit of thought mm. the smallest unit of thought is the definition of a meme so we're very close to the 5D 
transition into telepathy. In a flat information world, all things had become equal. Soon, Champ's mind was filled with a strange mix of beliefs he had copped from fragments of culture floating in the digital void, often relayed by liars and hucksters. In turn, he packaged this mess of information into elegant and futuristic graphic designs. His Instagram account grew alongside a new movement that also believed in a great awakening, QAnon. He would go on to play an instrumental role in spreading the far-right conspiracy theory's massive range of bizarre beliefs. In 2018, Champ set out to design a map of reality that he called the Great Awakening Map. But it was merely a topography of his own jumbled beliefs laid out meticulously using the tools he knew best, the Adobe Design Suite. The intricate tangle of conspiracy theories built from fragments of YouTube videos and personal obsessions had one particular twist. It posited Trump as a divine figure, ushering in the new 5D reality. Champ would describe the genesis of his Great Awakening map on his Art House 5D podcast, which consisted of three episodes released in mid-2020. Welcome to the first Art House 5D podcast. My name is Champ Perigno, and you may know me from many, many sources. Champ had adapted his spiritual beliefs to his passion for posting memes to social media and garnering attention for them. Due to divine justice, good karma, and audacious circumstances, my Instagram of only two years has grown to a following of 100,000. And it was all thanks to my great fans who followed me, who discovered the Great Awakening Map, who shared it every day, who shared my memes, who shared my writing. All of you lightworkers, starseeds, Anons, Patriots, Bodhisattvas, Old Souls, all of you great-hearted beings, shared and helped my account grow to one of Instagram's most popular spiritual ascension knowledge pages. And what sets my page apart from others is my ability to see the big picture of where our future is headed. Not because I'm a time traveler, not because I have clairvoyant abilities, maybe a little bit, (laughs) but it was because of my history of being a researcher for the past 12 years. As the many variants of the Great Awakening map sold to both fans of QAnon and esoteric graphic design, Perinia grew in confidence. He appeared on small-time podcasts with disparate stated genres like non-dual spirituality, entrepreneurship, and men's rights activism. They all had one thing in common. The hosts were also believers in QAnon. But Champ wasn't just a QAnon enthusiast. He had noticed the traction the movement was getting in early 2018 on social media and saw an opportunity. QAnon had just become popular, and QAnon prompted me to make the map because so many Anons were awakening politically to all the truths of reality, but they had not yet known too much about the secret space program, which was my specialty. Talking about the secret space program is one of the deepest, darkest topics you could ever go down the rabbit hole. So being a graphic designer, it came naturally to create the Great Awakening map. It was my creation alone, and I only designed it within the span of a weekend. And then it took me one week to, to finalize the layout and the design. And then I released it on Instagram immediately. 
When asked about his inspiration, Champ explained that the mushrooms, which Terence McKenna sometimes used interchangeably with the term logos, had pushed him to create the map. Before I sat down to make the map, I made a very, very intentional prayer. And I said to the universe, I'm going to need your help channeling this information. I'm going to make a one-page meme, and I need this to be the best thing I've ever made because I want to awaken the world, so let's do this. So I kind of made the intention to have this higher dimensional knowledge channel through me, through my higher self, through my higher mind, angels, all of the above. And within the weekend, the design was laid out, the information was coming, and then the rest is history. Although Champ claimed it was his creation alone, the idea for the map had come from another young red-pilled artist, Dylan Lewis Monroe. Dylan had studied in New York City at the Parsons School of Design and worked with brands like Marc Jacobs and Hugo Boss. In 2017, he created the Deep State Mapping Project and designed the original QMap. It also was a giant tangle of historic, spiritual, and conspiracy theory references organized in much the same manner as Perinia's. I reached out to Monroe by direct message on Twitter, and he explained to me that Perinia, quote, totally copied the idea of mine in April of 2018, months after Dylan's map had been released online. Quote, I think the idea was for his to replace mine. My website was taken down by Shopify. My Instagram was shadow banned while his exploded. Dylan also grew suspicious of a media group called Sphere Being Alliance. He claimed that they had commissioned Perinia to copy Dylan's work and fill it with, quote, bullshit straight from cosmic disclosure which is a long-running series created by older alien disclosure theorists like David Wilcock and Corey Goode. As such, Champ's map frustrated Dylan, who felt his creation had been hijacked for profit and clout. I asked him if he felt Champ's version of the Great Awakening was corrupt. He responded, Uh, yeah. Do you see a great solar flash giving you flying abilities? <laughs> Dylan was no liberal. To this day, he supports Marjorie Taylor Greene and believes the events at the Capitol were a setup composed of special ops and false flags. His map was more populated by actual historical events, albeit arranged and qualified in often confusing ways. But Champ had taken out a whole part of Dylan's version of reality and replaced it with his own obsessions. What's more, Dylan had a prolific body of work as a red pill designer and artist, while Champ's main creation in this vein seems to be the Great Awakening map. No matter that he had essentially plagiarized his fellow artist, Champ declared that he was the sole creator of his map and never gave his potential ally any credit. Meanwhile, what Champ considered his crowning achievement was being roundly rejected by his parents in California. I brought the map home, I put it up on the wall secretly, and I just said, hey, mom and dad, here's something I created. Check it out if you have time. Maybe turn off the CNN and uh, give it a good look. Maybe five minutes. So even my parents, you know, they have no idea what I do. How could they understand? How could they understand the creation of the Great Awakening map? I don't blame them, but I do have such compassion for them. I really, really want them to awaken to it. But it's not their time. They already have their own beliefs. And I have to respect that. I have to let them awaken when they're ready be there for them when they want to ask the questions. That's all that matters. And that's what every other spiritual master has taught me. That's what other researchers have taught myself as well. 
But as 2018 and then 2019 advanced with no sign of a massive shift in consciousness, despite Donald Trump being president, Champ grew restless. And by late 2019, he had decided that the geographic circumstances of his current awakening were no longer satisfying and decided to seek new spiritual grounds in Thailand, where his family had roots. He would follow in the footsteps of hundreds of thousands of Western seekers who had over the decades fled east, dissatisfied with the drudgery and meaninglessness of life in the consumer age. But he would later admit that his family in Thailand didn't understand or accept his belief system either. And Champ found himself spending a lot of his time online, obsessively checking American political news for signs of the Great Awakening. Even though I'm living in Thailand, I'm pretty much glued to the internet throughout my day. So I'm still very much in America, if you know what I mean. But in, if you're wondering about like the, the culture of Thailand, I mean, they're just going along with whatever the media gives them, you know? In escaping what he viewed as a matrix of false discernment, plaguing his family and community, Champ had grown reliant on another matrix, social media. With his family in California and Thailand ignoring his theories, and 100,000 people supporting them online, Champ sought a way to reconcile his two realities. He grew increasingly attached to a narrative that might prove his family wrong and usher them into the magnificent 5D reality. It was a belief promoted by a growing group of Anons and Patriots on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The storm, as they called it, would see a wide-ranging set of political enemies of Trump, known as the Cabal or the Deep State, rounded up by the military and executed in Guantanamo Bay detention camp. In Champ's and many other people's minds, this would be accompanied by a profound shift in global consciousness. In a series of great solar flashes, free energy, alien technologies, infinite wealth, and world peace would be unleashed instantly. In mid-2020, before the Great Disappointment, Champ maintained a line very common in the QAnon community, that they had already won. It was just a question of perspective. World peace is already here. The humans are just not awakened to it. That is your job. That is the point of learning so much spiritual knowledge that you can save all beings. Despite his assurances that the Great Awakening was inevitable, Champ yearned for his biological family to join him in his beliefs. But none of them were paying attention to his social media account. He knew he would have to reach them through the ancient technology they still trusted more than YouTube, television. If he could change the images that appeared in the television, they would realize their mistake and join him. Red pill enough of the world, he thought, and it would translate to the ballot box. People around the globe would be forced to gather in awe and watch President Donald Trump enter his second term. But in Champ's mind, Trump's election was only the first domino. Like Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, Champ believed that Donald Trump was the rightful Geotis, God Emperor of the United States, and that getting him a second term in 2020 was crucial to the spiritual well-being of the entire planet. Both of the young men had created a belief system in which shamanism and QAnon were fully compatible, and both set out to proselytize in support of the president. Jacob had his spear, his voice, and his hand-painted sign. Champ Perinha would use his own tools to spread the word of God, graphic design, and his social media following which he had grown by sharing memes. In mid-2020, now in exile in Thailand, he explained to his followers that in the process of replicating Champ's view of the world by reposting his Great Awakening map, they were actually progressing along their own individual epic journeys. So never underestimate the power of your individual mind. Please share as many memes as you can on social media. Share as much knowledge as you can to awaken others in your area of the world, in your continent, in your town, in your school. Share the Great Awakening map 
as much as you can. Translate it into as many languages as possible. If you decide to take on this great endeavor of great karma and great fortune, I encourage you to visit my website, greatawakeningmap.co/downloads. Download the PDF and translate it into any language that you may be an expert of. Just send me the final completed copy. I will overlook it and I will post it to my social media and my website, and it will spread like wildfire to all corners of the world. As his map spread, it was translated into over 15 languages, including Persian, Hindi, Japanese, German, French, and Chinese. But as the election approached, Trump repeatedly endorsed the QAnon community when asked about the growing conspiracy theory movement online. He explained they were patriots that wanted what was best for America and, more importantly, loved him fervently. Social media companies during the 2020 presidential election teamed up with international intelligence agencies in an effort to ban QAnon promoters and content from their platforms, after years of these very same companies profiting from their spread. During this sweep, Champ's website, through which he distributed his maps and sold merchandise, changed names. GreatAwakeningMap.co became ArthouseFiveD.co. Champ was aware that overtly supporting QAnon might lead to the banning of his Instagram account, the main platform he used to promote the map and make a living. His Instagram handle also retooled its image to better obscure the QAnon beliefs it was promoting among a deluge of memes about Dzogchen, Buddhism, Terence McKenna, Space Force, and ascended masters like Dolores Cannon. A week after Biden was inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States, Perinia posted a meme to Instagram of a kitten cuddling up to a blanket. It said, That feeling when you've successfully completed your Earth mission to awaken all beings to usher in a new Earth of peace and bliss, and now you're ready to ascend into a 5D light being and travel throughout the multidimensional angelic realms. In perhaps the best metaphor for the contradictions in Perinia's belief system, he wrote this in the caption. Comment, Comment yes, yes to ascend. ascend. In his replies, a sea of yeses. People around the world seem to be yearning to escape their material plane of existence. Another user closely following Perinia's Instagram account was a young Australian living in Sydney. He went by fuckface5d online and appeared in his videos topless, covered in hip tattoos, and donning fluorescent wigs. In the past, he had donated to Black Lives Matter and appeared to hold broadly liberal social beliefs. But in late 2020, Fuckface made a series of videos where he sat in front of a framed Great Awakening map, using his trademark flippant humor to promote its ideas. Perinia thanked Fuckface for the spotlight by dropping a series of blue heart emojis in the comments of one of his videos. A challenge for this new generation of artists, psychedelic drug users, and New Age influencers was explaining why the Christian conception of God was so prevalent in the QAnon belief system. How did this jive with 5D reality, the tarot, consumer Buddhism, and the intergalactic federation of light? Fuckface attempted to address this quandary in a video entitled, God, Exposed as Fuck. Why are you getting triggered to begin with? Like, wh why? It's because in your mind, you have it in your mind that anybody that blindly believes in religion or in God or whatever is a dumb bitch. That's why. What happens when it turns out that God is real? And I'm once again not talking about an, a random man with a long ass beard that's gonna open the fucking clouds and just like be like, hey, what's up guys from the sky? Do your research before you talk shit about God. Do your research before you talk shit about God. Thanks guys. Fuckface was a newcomer to QAnon, inducted through the 5D Cosmic School. Despite being Australian, he often was reacting to American political events in his videos, like the storming of the Capitol on January 6, 2021. 
In a video entitled, Becky with the Red Pills, The Truth About Jake Angeli, Fuckface addressed Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman who became front page news as a result of his participation in the events at the Capitol. Hi guys, I hope you're well and welcome back to a brand new episode of uh, Becky with the Red Pills. I'm your host, um, Starseed, uh, sushi connoisseur, um, light warrior, uh, K-pop entrepreneur and uh, president-elect Fuckface. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about what happened last week? Oh my god, DC, the capital, right? We're not going to talk about what happened, we're just going to talk about the one, <laughs> the one important thing. <laughs> um, do y'all know what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about? Oh my god, the hot fucking Viking. Hello, Jake Angeline. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckface explained in the video that he was exhausted by the controversy surrounding Chansley. Many QAnon promoters accused him of being a crisis actor or a member of Antifa. This despite the fact that Jacob Chansley had been a fixture at most QAnon gatherings and had made many speeches describing his exact beliefs. As a result, and perhaps for his own selfish reasons, Fuckface researched Jacob Chansley by watching all of the content the QAnon shaman had put out on Twitter, YouTube, and Rumble. Fuckface immediately found concepts that were familiar to him. He has videos about everything. So if you are familiar with what starseeds are, um, if you're familiar with what remote viewing is, if you're familiar with um, the pineal gland uh, being calcified and all of the shit like that, if you're familiar with the fucking Great Awakening map, um, if you watch Gaia TV, um, if you watch Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia and all of that stuff, it'll all, you know, come down. Fuckface's video continues to make the claim that Trump was banned by social media platforms before the transfer of power because QAnon is real. An impatience is President Fuckface's early 2021 output. He bounces around from promoting QAnon lawyer Lynn Wood, to talking about smoking weed, to addressing Ben Shapiro-style culture war topics like toxic masculinity and the alleged transgender agenda. Fuckface, despite every aesthetic marker indicating otherwise, was promoting standard far-right propaganda. He was for martial law. He believed Trump won the 2020 election. He believed Antifa were shock troops defending a cabal of left-wing pedophiles and Satanists. In multiple videos, Fuckface expressed frustration at the arguments these beliefs were causing with his family over Christmas. Similarly, Champ Perinia also seemed to come out of his shell as a believer in far-right propaganda in 2021 after Trump's win failed to materialize. He went on a men's rights podcast to chat about QAnon with a friend, describing his disappointment that his family in Thailand were just like his parents, asleep in the middle of the Great Awakening. My family congratulates me for Biden's win. And mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, you guys have no idea this is a satanic pedophile group taking over control, a coup of our country. And you don't even want to know right. the crimes that they have been told to have done. So, I mean, my family has no idea. My, the people, my community, and where I live in Thailand, they don't have any idea of this kind of stuff. But while Jacob Chansley was in the hands of the FBI, life in Thailand continued for Champ. He was safe from any repercussions from the belief system he had promoted for years. Meanwhile, he continued to get positive encouragement from those in the QAnon community, including the host of the aforementioned Men's Rights podcast. I was over um, having dinner with a friend and I got him the Great Awakening map. And so we had dinner with him and his family and he had his two grown daughters home for Christmas. And so he had your, your map up on the wall. So we opened up a couple of bottles of wine. Well, they did, I didn't, but um, and, uh, we were just pouring over 
the map. People were, you know, talking to one another. Something would catch their eye. Um, the daughters were, are, have all been red pilled. Like it's, it was such a fascinating dynamic because here was, you know, five adults, um, different ages, different generations, and people are pointing out different things on the map and going, "Oh, have you heard about that?" Or somebody would say, "Well, what's this? Has anybody heard that? What's what's going on with that?" And then somebody would say, "Oh, yeah, you got to read this book," or uh, they would start describing it. And I mean, this was a better part of the evening, and I just thought. I wanted to share that with you because I don't know if that's what you intended, but this is get five people around talking about the different red pills that they've experienced with one another. And it was different. Everybody had different stories and different um, ahas and awakenings from different parts of their life. And it was just wonderful. Despite the far-reaching effects of his map, Champ's mind was not at peace. It oscillated between furious revanchism and smug self-consolation. He expressed anger and disappointment at the 2021 presidential inauguration, dropping his mask of pseudo-Buddhist enlightenment to openly yearn for a totalitarian takeover. It was a very difficult week for a lot of patriots, but it was also something that we are used to. Um, for myself, I've been in this for like 10 years. You know, I've been trying to expose government corruption for that long since I was awakening. and. This inauguration is just another event to me. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know that it's not the end for for anything that Trump has done. This is probably just the intermission of the movie. Um, you know, back in the '60s and '70s when movies were very long, yeah. in the movie, movie theater you'd have an intermission and people would go out, have a drink, and come back. This is the intermission. This is the part where all the patriots need to take a deep breath and realize that we are going to go and even harder now. The military knows everything that Biden and his family has done, and they're not gonna just let them walk in and take this country from us. You have to understand that there are hundreds and thousands of true patriots who are on the side of Trump and the good workings that QAnon has taught us all about. And these people are in our military and they're in corporations and they're all over our world. And they are going to be the people who stand up and do their best to try to take down any type of evil threat to our life, to our country. I, I know these patriots are out there and this is the time for them to, to be active. Champ Perinha had followed Terence McKenna's instructions. He had explored his inner life in an attempt to connect with something universal and divine. But he had also grown up with social media and become addicted to the endless feed of content he found on the mainstream platforms. In an attempt at self-expression, Champ had used his graphic design skills to create a topography of reality as he perceived it. But what he had created instead was a map of his own inner life, failing to realize that it had become populated not by divine intelligence, but instead by the content he spent all day absorbing on the internet. Worse than that, hidden within the map were all of Champ's personal fears and resentments, which he no longer felt were part of his reality. He was ascendant, after all, a teacher. As Champ projected this map onto the world, he began to believe it described an objective reality that no longer simply applied to him. Now it perfectly described the nature of all human beings, whether they liked it or not. Encouraged by spiritual gurus, alien disclosure theorists, and QAnon, Champ had turned his back on history and lost touch with the people surrounding him in the physical world. Retreating into social media, he had plagiarized an idea from another young red-pilled designer to build a following online. Through his followers' encouragement, and because he believed only in the supremacy and divinity of his own psyche, 
Champ's political beliefs had drifted to the far right of the spectrum. Terence McKenna, who passed in 2000, had dreamed of a reality in which human beings explored the layers of their perception to find new ideas among the bones of a dying world. But those who peered into the map, similarly to Champ, only saw a reflection of their own scrambled minds, because the jumble of words and diagrams was in fact a perfect replica of the infinite information available to anybody on the internet. All images and words equally valuable, all potential building blocks for one's identity. It was impossible for any individual to understand the map completely, because the map was just as overwhelming, confusing, and contradictory as the social media feeds themselves. Far from Champ's visions of a 5D purified world, he now found himself a grim and lonely soldier in what seemed to be a never-ending digital war. I don't think any of our listeners today shed any blood at all during the past four years for this war. Right. I mean, this is a revolutionary war that is digital. And in this digital battlefield, the type of casualties that we suffer are mental and maybe Sometimes we lose friends and family, and for myself, you know, I'm very distant from my family because they watch mainstream news and they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea that my Twitter has been censored, my, my Instagram, my YouTube, my website was uh, terminated two days ago by Squarespace. Um, oh my God. And that was a huge blow because my website is my primary um, income generator. So something like that, for my family to have no idea what's going on yeah. and then for them to like message me and, and congratulate me and say hey biden's the new president i know you know that's that's like for a patriot that's that's about that's hard It certainly suggests that, that from now on, all spirituality will be derived from <laughs> online beefs, the algorithm, and merchandising opportunities. I don't think all of it will, but the the part of it that will is going to continue to become corrupted in this way. Yeah. Like, it's basically a poison. If you put things in a competition for engagement and you put things in a competition for money, this is what happens. People who are into Dzogchen yoga become fucking like little Hitlers who think that they've awakened uh, and that the military is going to come and usher in like a solar flash. It's it's a scramble. It is a scramble. Um, I mean, I think, think it's probably aided by the fact that literally the, the exactly how the algorithm works on any individual social media platform is a mystery. There's a black box there. And mm -hmm. when we have this thing that's incredibly powerful, it can make or break people. It can create stars and you know it can destroy someone if the algorithm doesn't favor them you know it leads to this kind of like i don't know worshipful attitude towards it and one of the things we didn't really touch uh, on in this episode is like is all the contents of the map and that's because the map has thousands of words arranged in such strange manners uh everything from just you know the the name of a war to uh, a very specific concept uh, that came out of the cosmic disclosure David Wilcock scene to uh, a Zogshen uh, concept. Even Dylan's, which was more political, is absolutely packed to the gills with all the conspiracy theories you could absorb online. I mean everything. You know, and the idea here is everything's on the map because. There's no more ability. Uh, we've lost our ability to categorize anything. We don't understand the difference between a war and a meme. These are just things that appear behind the flat screen. 
Mm-hmm. Just things to look at. You know, it's like a Where's Waldo book, but by the end of it, instead of finding Waldo, you find that, you know, Donald Trump is, uh, you know, the the ushering in a new age of consciousness. And if you're a graphic designer, you have tools to modify those images that appear in the screen. This is just a young man thinking maybe it could have reached CNN and also pilled his parents. It didn't happen. But Donald Trump was going to be that kind of messianic figure to show uh, his parents how wrong they had been all along to not listen to him. You know to not read the map he smuggled into their home and put up on the wall. <laughs> you know what's fascinating, too, is that there was all sorts of videos that were dropping online trying to explain exactly what the fifth dimension was. There were books like Brian Greene's um, The Elegant Universe, which came out in 1999, uh, and later, uh, you know, quote-unquote documentaries like What the Bleeps it tend to pick up on this idea mm-hmm. of quantum mechanics. But, you know, what was interesting to me is that you know, the way it was explained is that, okay, in the third dimension, we cast a two-dimensional shadow. So that, that you can infer then that, the, that we are just a shadow of something from the fourth dimension, okay. and the fourth dimension is just a shadow of the fifth dimension. To, to, yeah. And to, to me, this is, again, this, this thing of if you start to feel unreal because you're spending all your time in front of a screen in a reality that is becoming more and more virtual, suddenly, in, because your mind is changing, you think reality has this hidden facet. And if you just figure it out through whatever quantum theory or whatever theory you want, then actually you figure it out something universal instead of just the way in which your mind has been fractured by these feeds right. and this information. If you trace most of these, I mean, I'm not going to include like the secret space program, but certainly like Dzogchen, uh, Tibetan Buddhism, there's no like fault in that thinking. It's not like they were picking up uh, some version of like, you know, the elders of the pro- <laughs> uh, protocols of the elders of Zion or or something like that to get their inspiration from. So oftentimes the inspiration is bereft uh, uh, of, of, of the kind of pollutants. But what they do is they take fragments of that belief system and they combine them with fragments of another belief system uh, in, in, in what they think is like, well, this is the stuff that resonates with me. But really it's the stuff that most fits with your prejudices, which you've convinced yourself you no longer have because you think you're awakened. And, and you know, awakening for me means like constant humility. You wouldn't end up going on a podcast and saying you, you're, you're basically clairvoyant. Thanks for listening to another episode of QAnon Anonymous Podcast. If you like us a lot, you can uh, support us on Patreon. We'll give you a second episode every week. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent. Listener. Until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy, it's fact. And now, today's auto cue. So, you take, let us assume, a third toke, long and slow. You vaporize, and you take it in and in and in, and there is a sound uh, like the crumpling of a plastic bread wrapper, or the crackling or the flame, and a tone, a tone, a and there is this, and there is this. There is a cheer.